Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming. I have my friend Sarah on with me today and we're going to be diving into some topics around navigating using your ability, your intuitive abilities and um, and really even like integrating them into our businesses and like being open about these things and then also kind of ha- navigating that world and um, our religious backgrounds and and, um, you know, some of the judgments, some of the hard conversations that we can have, um, in this, in this world, <laughs> in this field that we, that we both live in. So I'm going to let Sarah introduce herself. Hey guys, I'm Sarah. I am a transformational business and marriage coach and intuitive, and I'm also a Reiki healer. Um, so I really help people with removing their blocks, finding their sole purpose, crushing their business goals, and still implementing the work-life balance and making sure that their marriage and their relationship is thriving as well. Um, and I grew up Christian. So I grew up very much, you know, we went to church three times a week. We were very in the church and everything like that. Um, and I knew from a young age that I had gifts, but they were kind of like when I talked to my parents about things I would see or know, um, it was kind of dismissed as like this evil thing. And so for a long time, I carried some shame in that and then recently rediscovered my intuitive gifts and really embraced that. Yeah, I um so I didn't grow up in a very religious household, although like outside of my mom was a single mom, but outside like her family and then like my dad's family, um, they're very religious. And, um, my mom would really give me some space to explore things, right? Like we had, we went to church, but we weren't really, really religious. Um, but my mom really kind of struggled with like her own, um, her own, I think, issues with it of like, am I raising my kids right? Like, you know, just kind of her own stuff. And um, when I was little, I, I asked her for um, tarot cards. <laughs> I was not tarot cards specifically, but um, they were fairy cards, but so oracle cards. And um, my mom was like, okay, yeah, like if that's really something you want to explore, but then it was kind of this like, okay, but don't tell anybody, like don't tell the family this thing. And so she gave me the space kind of uh, to be, uh, to explore, but there was also that shame of like, oh, you know, this isn't going to be accepted. Um, people are going to think, you know, X, Y, and Z about it. And um, so for me, I think, you know, then I would try to talk to her same as you. I'd be like, mom, I like saw this or I felt this or, you know, I'm having these experiences and they were very much dismissed, which always kind of left me in this place of like, okay, then is there something wrong with me? Am I weird? Um, And I can see now where, um, you know, of course that wasn't my mom's intention, but I can see where at a young age, I started to not trust my thoughts and start to not trust my feelings. Um, Which for me, like, spiraled into um a lot of anxiety a lot of actually a really dark part of part of my life um and I don't think that it was all from that but I definitely think it played a major role because 
you know, when I would have, um, when I would feel really anxious when I was around a lot of people or somebody specifically, and I was picking up on somebody's energy, um, you know, when just having that, like, what's, what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Um, I feel like it's this person. Um, I don't want to be around this person. Does that make me a bad judgmental mean girl, you know, and all these things. So it's, it's been an interesting, uh, unraveling and like untangling of events, I guess, throughout the last, at least the last like 10 years or so. And, um, I know recently, you went on your, your, uh, Facebook group and had a conversation around, um, intuitive abilities and like navigating that with like your religious beliefs. And I would love to know like why that conversation became, you know, important for you to have publicly. And then also, um, kind of what you've seen the results of that. Have you felt good having that conversation? Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, the conversation was geared towards the intuitive, intuitive abilities. And then also my main purpose of that actually was talking about using spiritual tools because tarot and Oracle and all, and crystals and all of the things are shamed usually. And, um, what inspired that post is the fact that I have seen it on other people's posts. And then I got it a couple of times going live in certain promotional groups. People would be like, this is not of God. You're a witch. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, you're throwing labels at me simply because I have cards in my hand. Like you literally don't know me or my story. And like, and so I just wanted to do a post, uh, a live based off of like the premise of it was just because you see something doesn't mean to throw a label at it in, in one second of seeing it. And, you know, in my experience, sometimes with that religious belief can come that instant judgment stigma as well, because that is, in my opinion, just like, kind of like the religious rule standards where it's like, kind of man-made standards. It's not necessarily in the Bible like that, you know, it's like kind of the religion stigma or whatever. Um, and so it was really addressing that and just kind of, uh, what I did was I made a post first of like, if you, if I were to talk about this, what kind of questions do you have? No judgment. I'm not going to pass judgment on you. I expect you to not pass judgment on me, whatever, whatever. And so people posted their questions and then I, so I had a basis off of what to answer on the live. So I went into everything and I even like referred back to scriptures in the Bible and everything like that. And just my own experience. And, um, it was, I feel like it was insightful. Like one of, I, I didn't really have anybody reach out to me afterwards. Cause I definitely put disclaimers like all over that live in the description of the live, I said, you know, don't come at me with, with harassing or angry energy. Like I'm not open to that. I verbally said it. Like, if you think I've gone crazy, just pray for me. Don't contact me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be attacked over this. I'm just giving my opinion. And so everybody, I'm pretty surprised. Like everybody respected that. Cause I have people on my Facebook that have literally known me my whole life. They were in that same church and still are in the same church that I grew up in. Very religious. And, um, so I only had one girl reach out to me and she, I felt, you know, I, we had dialogue back and forth because 
I felt her energy was like completely like she was genuinely asking and she was genuinely like sharing information with me because she, she told me, she's like, I've never seen a tarot reading Christian before. And I'm like, I don't know where you've been looking. Cause I know a lot of them. So <laughs> it like, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, there really is. But it's, it's, see, it's one of those things because people don't, they're not looking for it or they're not even open to seeing it. They're like, oh, tarot cards automatically, like you're not a Christian, you're not of God, you're you're of something evil. So they automatically dismiss it. So she could have that completely in her energy and she's not even realizing that what that person, um, you know, uh, what that own person, that person's own beliefs are, whether they are, they believe in God, whether they consider themselves a Christian and all of that. So it was definitely very interesting and hopefully it helped educate some people. That's, that was my main purpose of it. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's so important. Um, so I'm a member of one of the main groups that you're also a member of, and I'm pretty sure I know (laughs) what group you're talking about because what's really synchronistic and divinely timed is about 30 minutes ago, I was on that group and saw some comments very much the same of what you're talking about. And I typically, I typically don't get really heated about it. I typically am just like, you know, I, I have, I am of the understanding that we are all different, you know, your practice, even though we both consider ourselves intuitives and, you know, we have, um, abilities, right? Like our practices are also very different because Mm -hmm. we're different women. And so for me, I've always just had this, you know, ability to kind of step back and be like, okay, everybody is different. What's true for one person is not true for the other. And, um, just been able to have some of that compassion. But I think because I've been working with women one-on-one who, you know, whether it's in the, the group program that, um, you know, Unleash Your Power or, um, or my own one-on-one clients, so many women have the same story of holding themselves back and feeling shame and feeling guilt and, and questioning themselves and not trusting themselves, thinking, you know, because I have these thoughts or feelings um, or these experiences, what does this mean about me as a person, right? Like, what does this mean about my soul? Which is a really heavy, heavy question to ask, especially I think even from like a young age. Um, and, you know, so I saw a bunch of these, these comments today and um, I don't know if it, what, but I just like, my heart felt so heavy and tender for, to think of how long I hid for, you know, because of these same, um, the same fears, right. And like how many women are still hiding um, and who are still afraid to have the conversations around this or are just carrying, um, carrying those, those beliefs about themselves. Um, and then also even very weirdly is like, you know, it's supposed to be like a very empowering, like, uh, this, this group specifically is like a women's group. It's supposed to be very empowering, supposed to be, you know, building each other up. And there's very much, um, deep rooted sisterhood wounds in there where it's, you know, you know, you jump on a live to share your amazing gifts and then you have somebody, uh, I'm trying to be intentional when I say this, like, um, you know, you have somebody there with, uh, you know, it makes me think almost of like, they're there with their pitchfork, you know, they're there like mm-hmm. you're this and you're this and labels and, and, and judgments. And, and, um, it's, it's very hard. I think I'm not, I think 
it's very hard for me to see now. And I think it's just this world that I've opened up to. And as I've unpacked my own, um, my own stuff around it, and then I've supported other women unpacking their stuff around it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 I feel like once you see how present it is, it's really hard to unsee it. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with that too. And that's part of like, um, even just the inspiration of this life. Cause I, I just won't, I'm not at the point right now anyway, maybe in a year or so I'll be different, but I, I don't, I like, if they comment on my thing, I just delete their comment and block them. Cause I'm like, you're not like, I don't need you in my energy. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to try to prove my point. Um, and then, so Hence the reason, like with the, with the live, I just tried to be very like intentional with explaining, like, I'm not bashing what you believe in. And this is what my experience was. And this is what, why I believe what I believe now and all of these things. And like you said, it's, it's because, and you've probably seen it a lot more than I have, but just even in the short amount of women that I have met that we all seem to have the same story. It's like, it breaks my heart for like people to feel like they can't physically go to church if they want to. Obviously that's, you know, some people choose not to, that's cool. But there's a lot of women that I have met and even how I have felt at some point where it's like, you feel like you're, you can't go because you're going to be attacked or you're going to be told you're this or you're that and labels are going to be thrown at you. Like that started happening to me. And that's one of the reasons why I walked away from church from the age of 16 until 24, 23, yeah, 24, maybe 25. Um, because it was just like, it's like, why am I going to go somewhere where I'm sitting and I don't feel accepted at all? And it's like, you know, it's all this surface level stuff. And here I am sitting there listening to the surface level stuff. And I'm like, our journey is supposed to go much deeper than this. This is not all it's supposed to be. And then when I try to express that or whatever, that's when kind of like the backlash came of like, well, this is wrong. That's wrong. This is not, you know, this is evil. You know, all of these misconceptions and it would be beautiful if we like could get to a place where there could be like you know physical church buildings that like would accept whatever comes through their door for the most part obviously I believe that in this space there can be people who do have ill intentions are connecting to things that are not good and you know, but those people aren't going to be trying to go to church. It's like, if somebody's in this space and they're calling themselves a Christian, they're literally like basically putting a target on their back. So like they're, they have a strong belief system and they have that for a reason, you know? So it's like for those people and those of us who do want to be in that community still, but kind of feel out of place, it would just be like, I don't know. To me, it would just be awesome to have that support where it's like, you feel like you can come and you're welcome and there's no judgment passed. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting to me how much, how often people feel like they um, are responsible for governing other people and mm-hmm. their belief systems. And I, for me, I, I have 
never sat back and been like, well, you're connecting to your higher power wrong, <laughs> you know, like, um, because, and, and I know that part of that is because of the way that I was raised and I'm very grateful to have had a mom, you know, even though there was like that shame and like, oh, oh like, you know, you do you in your room over there, but like, you know, um, but don't tell, you know, don't tell grandma, don't tell grandpa, don't, you know, and again, my, you know, growing up, my mom was also going through her own, um, uh, process of figuring out what she really believes in and, and kind of, um, I guess, looking at what she was raised with and asking herself what feels true, what, what, what feels true to her and what was she taught that doesn't feel true kind of thing, you know? And, um, and really for me, I've seen, you know, what, comes through a lot for a lot of people is that they're very connected to, um, the systems, right. And not source, you know, whatever source to their understanding, because, you know, I always make this joke, but I also really believe this is that like, I could say, um, this is what I believe in. And I've always been like, but I could also be wrong, you know, like maybe the people who, you know, uh, worship the spaghetti man or whatever that is, maybe they have to figure it out. You know, I don't know. Like, what do, what do I really know? You know, all I know is like what feels true for me. And um, yeah, you know, I, I've had in the last year, anybody who was really close to me knew that this is what I practice. And, you know, they were like, Anna and her crystals and her cards and her things, you know, but like, um, I shared very openly, um, a story with a friend of mine and I knew that she, um, was of the Christian faith, but I shared, uh, an experience I had around mediumship and I shared it kind of just like very, casually like I just was kind of like yeah it, like this happened to me when I was younger it was one of you know this ex whatever experience you know and she responded to me by saying that I was evil and that I was associated with the devil and um that she was going to pray for me and I could I felt like her pull back a lot and we don't really speak now um I you know occasionally it's kind of like I like your photo or you know hey hope you're uh, well but the dynamics shifted completely and I think that was one of the first times where I really experienced that directly like I had always seen kind of um you know like I had passing comments and passive aggressive things but it wasn't this like you are this and you are wrong in your beliefs and 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 you know I it was one of the most honestly painful uh, experiences um that I've had because there was that like oh like we're really good friends and to you there you you think that I'm wrong in my being you know you think I'm wrong in my belief systems you think that an experience that I had um you know especially when you're younger you're not asking for those experiences exactly. like when when messages come in when thing when you have those experiences when your channels are starting to turn on you it's um and you're or you're starting to connect to them that's it, it's almost like it just happens <laughs> you know and so um yeah, it was very, very interesting and something that I've been even navigating now, which is so interesting. And it's, it's a very intense, um, process, but, um, somebody that I started dating this year, not somebody, the only person I'm dating this year, let me clarify, <laughs> the only person I've dated this year, um, you know, my boyfriend, he grew up in a very religious household. And when we started dating, um, I didn't really think too much of, you know, the how we're how how we were going to kind of coexist because I'd never really had to do that before um and as we started as we've been dating and getting to know each other and having those deeper conversations around our belief systems um 
I noticed that I had a lot of stories very much like rooted in me about how open I could be with who I am and what I practice because he was, it, it was almost my association. Like I made the association of like, okay, but he's very religious and my family who's part of the same, you know, um, this same religion, this is how they responded. This is how I was taught that they would respond. So I can't be open with him. Mm. And how interesting it's been to navigate the like, do I want to, you know, at the end of the day, be like, oh, this is what my day was, what my day looked like, because my day involves connecting to my, you know, my idea of source and, you know, my guides and all of those things. And so like, I noticed that I was like, oh yeah, I had an okay day, you know, and I didn't want to like share things with him. Um, and if he's going to listen to this episode and be like, you person, you know, like, <laughs> you know but like, um, one thing that he did say to me, um, kind of in the beginning of dating was that, um, that there is part of his belief system that he's been working through, um, that has come up for him around, you know, how do I want to put this? Like the, like he'll say, he's like, oh, you know, the, the witchy thing, <laughs> he's like the witchy thing, you know, he's like, it is, um, he's like, I've, there has been part of me that has struggled with that. And he's like, and I recognize that as, as the beliefs that I grew up with and not the beliefs that I want to embody. And he was like, but in full transparency, there, there is, there are aspects of me that, um, feels a certain way. And I had to sit (laughs) with that of like, wait, are you judging me? Do you not accept me? Like, you know, and not that I'm going to change who I am, right? but you're my boyfriend, you're my partner, (laughs) you know? And it's, um. I'm curious if there's been any interesting conversations that you've had to navigate with people in your life as you've been more open about this. Yeah. Well, first I just want to address like one point that you brought up about like the childhood thing. Mm -hmm. So that was one very strong point that I made when I addressed this live, because I remember like I, I was at least the the youngest oldest i can remember myself meaning like the uh, definitely 5 years old but i think i was even younger but i'm going to say 5 like i remember waking up and there was somebody standing at the end of my bed and i've always been visited and it's weird because i have always been scared to talk to them because they're they're demons you know quote unquote that's what I've always been taught. I just want to say, like, I remember like (laughs) you started out and you were like, I don't know. I don't even want to like go there. And then like within a few weeks you were like, so (laughs) conversation. I had a full on conversation. Yeah. Full on conversation. I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So, so my theme up until like, just like a few months ago has always been these people, I guess I will call them. I don't, I don't really know what to refer them as because they look like physical people. They're not like Casper where they're transparent or anything. They are people. Um, they literally, I open my eyes. I'll be like, it's usually happens like in the middle of a sleep or a nap. It doesn't always happen at night. Cause I have been napping in the middle of broad daylight and they appear. Um, but it will be like, I'm sleeping. I open my eye and boom, there's somebody standing right there. And I'm like, Oh, like, like go away. I'm like, no, you're fake. You're good. Like I'll close my eyes. And then I, and I like 
peek, like I slowly like open my eyes, like, are they still there? And they'll be gone because I told them to leave and they listen. And so that was my life for 33 years. And so anyway, I remember having those experiences as early as five years old. And so my point was in, for my situation, growing up in a fully Christian household, like we went to church three times a week. We were like, you didn't, if you didn't go to church, it was because you had like a fever and you were about to like, you know, you couldn't get out of bed. Um, so how can you say a child that first of all, children are innocent in the, in the eyes of Jesus, it says it all over the Bible. So a five-year-old who goes to church, parents are very religious, all of these things. How can you say that those are gifts from the devil or something evil? Like that I'm a devil worshiper when I'm five years old. Like I was so scared of the devil when I was five years old that I didn't talk to the things that I thought were demons standing at the end of my bed. You know what I mean? Like all these misconceptions. So that was kind of one of my points is like, if, if somebody is sitting there talking about experiences they had when they were a pure, innocent child then you can't sit there and be like, oh, you're a devil worshiper or, oh, you're this. Like, what? What are you talking about? So anyway, I just went off on a little tangent to address that. But um, really, just to cut you off super quickly, like I think that's a really important one to to look at because that's very much, that was very much my story as well. That was very much, you know, like having those experiences as a young kid and, you know, feeling like, is this bad? Is this good and like am I crazy right like am I you know like I used to think even for a while like I was so afraid to talk about things even when I was really starting to start my healing journey and I was afraid to address this whole part of myself that needed to be like reconciled with and I needed to like reconnect you know because I I wasn't connected to my intuition there was this whole like almost you know this I don't know this whole trunk of like ex- experiences that I had never addressed or really processed. Um, because at that point too, I was like, well, you know, what diagnosis is this going to go under? Right. Like, am, am I going to, is this, does this mean that I'm crazy? Does this mean that I'm hallucinating? Like, what is this, what does this mean? And, and, you know, I won't go too far into this, but this has made me think a lot about, especially in, um, having a career in the mental health field of how many people are given diagnoses or, you know, mm-hmm uh, misdiagnosed or misjudged for having intuitive abilities and being empaths and having, you know, uh, visions or mediumship or whatever, whatever you want to call it, right. Of, um, or all of the above, um, that were really just intuitive abilities and not like a quote unquote mental health issue. And that's something I've really been (laughs) like in my year out of the mental health field, really been exploring with, um, with myself and with others, but, um, yeah. So tell us about the the conversations. I just <laughs> went off on another tangent. Yeah. It's okay. Um, mainly right now I'm, I'm just at the point where it's like the conversations that I'm having is like, you can throw scripture at me or whatever you want to, to prove your point. Like that's cool. But, um, you're kind of like, it's almost like beating a dead horse. And I try not to do that either because it's, One thing is, is like, you know, they say never talk politics or religion because with those things, it's so deeply ingrained that you can't have a conversation, uh, uh, let's say you can't have a, um, I would say like receptive or in-depth 
conversation with somebody on the topic of something like this unless they are fully open to it. Like they literally have to have an open mind. They're going to get uncomfortable. And it's interesting too, because when you said earlier about the people who would automatically judge something, and I mean, I was saying it too, if, if you backed me up uh, 20 years ago, that would have been me. I was so judgmental of everything, of anything that somebody said against the Bible, like depend, you know, down to the fact that I was raised to only vote for one political party because that was the only biblical political party. And for the first 18 or so years of my life, I really held on to all these beliefs. And I, I threw judgment and I was the one that would be like, you're wrong. Nope. You're this, you're that. Da, 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 da. And it was me going through my own trauma and then those labels getting thrown at me. And it's like, wait a second. You don't even know what I went through. Like you don't, you know, I went through, um, just to quickly kind of, so between the age of, um, 17 to about 18, 18 and a half, I was in a domestic violence situation. I was raped and I had a miscarriage and I lost a ch- uh, my baby. And the amount of judgment that was thrown on me from people who knew me my whole life, calling me a liar, saying I'm dramatic and I made it up, all of these things, it was like, like, why would somebody make that up? Oh, because you want attention. Like, really? That, you know, so experiencing that and feeling the hurt and really like I was super suicidal at that point. Um, like, and I did a lot of like, it was literally me by myself. I had a journal book. Well, I had several journal books that like the only way that I could vent and get out how I feel was just writing it down. I had nobody, I had no support, no nothing. And, um, to the point where my, my boyfriend at the time who, impregnated me when I had my miscarriage, he literally laughed at me on the phone when I told him that I lost the baby. And he was like, oh, oh, well, like, but like, really? And my mom didn't want me to have it anyway. She was like, you need to give it up for adoption, all of these things, because I was so young. So when I had my miscarriage, she's like, oh, thank goodness. That's an answered prayer. Like, really? So it was definitely lots of Lots of me sitting alone and realizing like, wow, at the end of the day, this is what I've been doing to people on some capacity for my whole life. And what I was raised basically to do to people is make them feel like crap and throw judgment and be like, well, sorry, he beat your, he beat your butt. Well, you should have chose a better partner. Oh, sorry. You lost your baby. Well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. God didn't want you to have it. Like, you know, all of those hurtful things that it's like, you don't even know the situation. Like you just don't, you know, I, I, I definitely think that, um, there is an element and, and I think that this can go for many, many different, um, different types of religion. Like I, I think, you know, um, there is just this, this checklist that, you were supposed, or this mold we're supposed to fit in things. And then I also see like, I, you know, I, I have a lot of people in my life who identify by, um, whatever organized religion, um, that they follow. And they're very embodied in what I think the teachings are. And this is kind of what I was saying in the beginning is that like, I feel like a lot of people are connected more to the the system than the source. And when I think when yeah. we 
connected to the system. Um, the system has, you know, the rules and the, the different, the judgments, right? Like when we're really connected to, to source, um, at least in, in my mind, like source is, is love source is oneness, right? It's, it's what connects us, you know, it's, it's loving our neighbors. It's, it's, um, having unconditional love and, and really practicing non-judgment. Um, for me, a big one is, you know, um, not harming others with my thoughts, with, with my own biases, right? Like, and really kind of looking at that and, and really coming back to that, um, practice of unconditional love. And so, yeah, I think when, when people aren't connected to that, they're connected to like, what, what step-by-step process do I need to take in order to, you know, feel safe or feel certain, um, in whatever the end result is or in their day-to-day lives. And I think sometimes that, that can really just create a, a lot of division within themselves and with other people. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting with that too, because one thing I have seen the difference of is like you said, with, with the, um, and I like how you put it too, source to system instead of like, cause I always refer to it as religion, but it's the religion system, you know, it's like, so, um, but it's very interesting because once I kind of like stepped into this space and made new friendships, connections, sisterhoods, all of these things, it's like, in this space, the support and the non-judgment and the all the things is so amazing. Whereas like what I left behind was all of this crazy judgment, all of this, the system carries all this crazy judgment. And this also brings a point where I had said, I made a comment when I did my, my live where I said, I literally know people in, in this, um, source space, we'll call it, I guess, um, that they are more Christian than the people in the system. Because like, just like you said, like the connection to love, the unconditional love and all of the things and the healing that goes on because of that, like it's, it's amazing and it's magical. And it's like, if those two things, well, I don't want to say if those two things can just combine, if you could take the people in the system and put, and, you know, merge them with the source, like it would be amazing and just leave the system behind and like, you know, get rid of the system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I agree. And you know, I'm like to bring it back to my, my current relationship, um, growing up in a very Christian household, he had, his dad was a pastor. He grew up studying the Bible and something that's been very, very healing for me in, um, in unpacking this stuff within myself, within this, the, the fear of, um, you know, being open about who I am and what I can do and, um, and what I feel like I'm here to help others do. And like, you know, just, I feel like, you know, there's, there's, there's still fear in complete transparency. You know, there's still the, like, Oh, when I post this, like, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm just waiting for the comment. Right. I, I yeah. was doing a live on Instagram and it was, somebody was just like, um, you know, why do you practice witchcraft? And I was just like, you don't know what you're talking about, you know? And, um, you know, I'm like, it's, it's okay. Like I, you know, and I, and I, I handled it well, you know, cause I like, I was reading it and I like 
read it out loud. So it's not like I could even scroll past it. I read it out loud on accident. So then I, I just was like, um, and she was like, you know, why are you practicing this? Or is this witchcraft? It was, is this witchcraft? And I was like, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to perceive what I'm doing and to tell you what's, yeah, like to tell you what to think. This is just my practice, my spiritual practice. This is how, this is one of the ways that I am of service to the world. This is something that lights me up. I love helping women tap into these things. I love teaching about it. You know, it's like, it's so healing. I'm sure um, you could probably relate to this. It's so healing to be able to um, not only embrace them, but to now like teach them yeah. after so long of you know, literally like hiding in my room, like practicing and studying and all of those things, right. Or having experiences and being like, oh, I can't tell anybody about this or um, people not really believing me. But anyway, my, my boyfriend is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to the Bible. And what I think has been so healing is that, you know, he, he really has this like open space of teaching from a place of, of love. And he's like, you know, yes, this is like stuff that the Bible says. And he was like, you know, he's like, but this is how I interpret it. And this is how, you know, and he's like, sometimes people can get really stuck on, on wording. It's also, you know, a lot of the teachings are from a long time ago. Right. Like, um, you know, so for him, it's like, you know, at the end of the day is it is, am I embodying love? Am I embodying, you know, who I want to be and who I think, you know, the God of my understanding would want me to be. Um, mm -hmm. And that's like been so healing to like, to yes, like we have challenging conversations of like, not challenging, but like, you know, uh, what was he saying? He said something, um, you know, he's like, yeah, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And I was like, oh, so like manifestation. And he's like, I mean, I guess it's like manifestation. I'm like, well, it's like, it's manifestation. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, and I'm like, it is, <laughs> you know, like, that's, you know, and so I'm like, we, we joke, we joke about it, but it's, it's just interesting. So I'm like, oh, you know, um, it's a, I think it's a really beautiful example of like how things, how, um, two people with the same morals, but different ways of expressing them or mm -hmm. different ideas of what that embodiment looks like, right? Like your prayer looks a little different than my prayer, but we're still here to be the best humans that we can be, you know? And that's been very healing. And I was like, I think I'm going to get you on the podcast one day <laughs> so we can talk about like that. Cause I, yeah, I just, I've noticed a lot of people struggle with this in their relationships or in their family dynamics, um, or in their friendships. And it's, um, it's challenging. Yeah. It's funny. So the thing about like the asking shall receive a manifestation, like I've, <laughs> I've had the similar conversations and, um, and, but it's, it's very, and this is where, like he said, like, you know, and how you said, like how the wording is so different but like people tend to nitpick the certain scriptures that say it a certain way. And then when, when people nowadays um, mention things or whatever, then they like pick out something in the scripture that like says for that condemning that particular thing. But if you look at it, um, like for example, so divination is a huge word that people throw around and especially when things are getting condemned, it's like, oh, you're practicing divination. That's, that's witchcraft, whatever. Well, if you look at the definition of divination, I don't have it with me right now, but it's something along the lines of predicting 
uh, future events. And in one definition, if you Google it, you will see it. I think it's like the second definition that comes up. It literally has a semicolon and it says prophecy. And if you look up the definition of prophecy, what is the definition of prophecy? Foreseeing future events. Like they're literally the same thing, just two different words. And one is bad and condemned and one is not. And so my point on that, when I was talking about it, I'm like, so churches will condemn divination, but have prophets in their church. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's literally the same thing. And that is like across the board with a lot of things, you know, even healing, like churches lay hands on each other to heal. That's Reiki. Like, but Reiki is witchcraft. Like what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, this is just my opinion, my perspective. I don't, I'm just going to put like a little bit of a disclaimer. I don't want anybody to, you know, I mean, somebody probably will be offended. Um, but I just ask that people listen to this whole conversation really with an open mind and heart. But, um, but when I think of the system of religion, um, and certain religions in particular, um, to me, when I look at history and I look at the purposes that religion religion has served, um, there is a part of me that can't help but see how religion served a purpose in, in systems and structure and um, even control. Yep. And this is where I have always like kind of struggled with like um, the uh, the religion, the organized religion versus what is the connection to source? Mm -hmm. Um, because to me, um, again, this is just my perspective. Um, but to me, like anything that tells me that my connection to myself and my connection to my higher, my higher self and my higher power and divine guidance and Reiki, because I'm also a Reiki master as well. Like, um, you know, that all of this stuff, means something bad about me or that there's something wrong in that. Um, and that seeking counsel within myself versus seeking counsel outside of myself, that there's like one's good and one's bad. Mm-hmm. And there's this part of me, there's, a, I'm a very like, re- I'm a rebel by nature. <laughs> so there's this part of me that's like, so, you know, what purpose does it serve? Who does it serve for me to, trust something outside of myself more than I trust myself, you know, seeking counsel from something outside rather than within. And I don't mean like not having mentors and, you know, it's, I think both is good, but intuitive abilities and being intuitive, all of these things, it's something that's like, so it's, it's in ourselves, (laughs) you know, like our our intuition is the most primal aspect of who we are. So when we get that, that feeling when we're around somebody or we have these thoughts or we just know that there's something there, it's like, I think that that's the most sacred aspect of being a human, you know, it's like a superpower. (laughs) Um, and so it's, it's so, it's fascinating and, um, interesting to me how, how, yeah, one can be good and one can be bad and not even like bad but evil because evil is a very like that's that word in itself it's like it's you know there's one thing to say like good or bad you know that's bad Mm -hmm. we hear that you know could you know you're being a good girl or you're being a bad girl good kid bad kid right but like evil 
is a very hurtful, heavy label to place on someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's harsh. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I've no, that's, you know, again, I don't want to offend anybody, but it, that's like always been kind of my thing. And what I've really been pa- unpacking this year is, you know, um, and this, this goes for religion and spirituality. This also goes to really anything like in my life right now, am I connected to what really matters or am, am I connected to the systems of something? Am I connected to the ideas of something or am I connected to like the core of it? Um, and you know, seeing comments, seeing hurtful things, hearing that judgment, I've gotten more removed, but there's definitely been this portion this year where, um, yeah. And I think a big part of it is like, I help women through this every day. So there's that part of me that's like, I get into that, like mama bear <laughs> kind of, yeah. like, you know, because I'm like, I, I, you know, even from, um, unleash your power, which is how we connected. And, um, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a group to develop and strengthen your intuition that I co-lead. And this is how I met Sarah. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned yeah. that in the beginning, but, um, you know, a lot of the girls that go through that program that are like really working to put themselves out there, you included. Um, yeah, I can't help but get that like mama bear of like, don't talk to my babies that way, <laughs> you know, because also I know that like, it's so easy to put yourself out there and have a comment like that, especially if it's something that you're battling within yourself. So it's so easy to go right back into that. Like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And Mm -hmm. for me, it comes down to like how needed we are in the world, how needed this work is in the world and how many people are hiding their, they're hiding their gifts and withholding their gifts because of this whole topic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that probably would have been me if I didn't go through the program. What really just helped it was the fact of like going through the program and letting myself release and go through the the different exercises that we did and then realizing oh that's that wasn't anything bad like nothing nothing attacked me nothing you know and then realizing also just with the whole thing of like um it's all, it, it breaks down to like your intention and how you go into it and what, what you're trying to do. Cause I'm sure that, you know, the way that people do it in a negative way to bring negative things onto others or whatever, they probably do the same type of thing, but they just do it with a different intention. I mean, I have no idea, but cause I'm not ever going to explore that part of it. But my point is like, it's just something that it's like purely where your heart's at, what you're trying to call in. And, you know, it's not this big thing to be feared or um, all of these misconceptions. Like one of the other um, interesting misconceptions I got was about with the the tarot cards and a question that came up um, from a friend is like that the tarot cards like hold power or that they they make something, they, they like, um, what did she, I think she said something about like opening the portal to the spiritual world. And I'm like, no, they're literally like just cards. And the, the only reason they work is because, you know, you're, you're shuffling and you're doing the whole intention on it and 
you know, there's nothing technically special about them. If, if I'm not touching them, they're sitting there and they don't move by themselves. You know, they're not like possessed. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like these interesting concepts of like, um, you know, I, I feel like it partially has to do with just Hollywood too and different shows and movies. Yeah. And it's like, there's all these misconceptions and it's nothing like what you see on TV. <laughs> I say that all the time, especially when uh, women are afraid. Um, I'm like, yeah, it's not like you see in the movies. And, you know, there's um, their intention is everything. That's very much. I mean, that's what we teach in the program. That's like what I teach my clients. That's how I practice is like, what is my intention going in? And integrity is really important. And I think that, you know, um, but this goes for, you know, there's a lot of people who, uh, battle with their own shadows and their own kind of dark aspects of themselves. Like we all do, like we all Mm -hmm. have shadow aspects. We all have jealousy and anger and, you know, um, pains and traumas, right? Like those are the shadow aspects of us. Um, and the same way that if we don't resolve those things and we don't, uh, heal them and acknowledge them and things like that, like those things can create unbalances. They can create unmanageability. Like things can, if we don't, yeah, if we don't, heal them, they can create things in our lives. And I, that's the way that I think of any kind of practice, any kind of spiritual practice or any kind of quote unquote craft, right? Like any kind of whatever you want to call it, um, you know, is, is you can go into the world every day with not good intentions. You can go into the world being angry and like, you know, somebody yeah. you off and then you're like flipping them off and you're like, well, what are you doing by like expelling that, that anger and that negative energy? And it's it's okay to be human, but I also think like energetically, it's like, well, that's not, you know, putting good energy out into the world. And if you're not putting good energy out into the world, which we're not all putting out good energy into the world 24 seven, because we're human, (laughs) but like, you know, again, it's, if we go out into the world with the intention to be the best people that we can be, it, to me, that's the same thing as me pulling cards with the intention to help somebody navigate something challenging um, right. or, you know, to, to do Reiki or to, to do anything. And so, you know, the same way is, you know, if someone comes to us for advice and they ask us about something and maybe we're jealous of them, right? Like, um, and we give them advice that's not super supportive to like them, right? Like it could be easy to be like, oh, I don't know if you should do that. Or I don't know if there's like people give advice, biased advice or advice based on like, you know, their projections all the time. Like to me, all of that stuff is like the same, right? Like your intention and how you show up in the world is the same. And so I agree, like cards, like when, when you're not using your cards, they're just there. The only quote unquote magic that there is in cards is your intention, is your ability to ask God, source, universe, okay, <laughs> um, for guidance for the person that you're trying to help. Yeah, definitely. You know? And when you practice with good intentions, it's, it's, to me, it's like, well, what's the difference between like asking advice from someone, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, we're not opening any portals when somebody comes to us and asks questions, <laughs> you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going through this breakup. Like, can, can I have your advice? Right. You know? So to me, it's like people, I think people just like to label, um, things and they judge things that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because like 
I know this is for it resonates with you as well. It's like, you know, if we, like you said, if somebody just comes to us asking for advice, we can tap in if, if we feel like it's needed and we'll get the same messages that we would with a card. It's not, you know, it's nothing different. And that's what I tried to explain to my friend. I'm like, if anything, for me, it's more like just a prop because it's like people see the cards and they're like, oh, cool, a card pull. If I was just sitting there and I'm like, just ask me anything and I'll tell you, they're probably going to be like, you know, like that's yeah. a little weird, you know? So yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly why, like I, the way that I was um, taught and the way that, you know, I, I teach too, and the way that the program teaches and leads your power is, um, is that we are, we are the channels, right? Like we mm-hmm. get um, information. We have um, the ability to provide support or guidance or, messages or whatever, you know, it's like words are just words <laughs> at this point, right. whatever word, you know? And so I think it's interesting where you could say, um, support where if, but if you say, um, channeled messages, like somebody's like, Oh, I don't like that. I'm like, but it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> like it's the same thing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And I think that's a really good point is, you know, if somebody comes to me because they know of my story and my experiences and they ask me for, support or they they have questions the tarot cards aren't telling me anything that I wouldn't be able to tell them without them Mm -hmm. you know the cards yes are definitely like they're a tool or a prop you know there there's no um yeah again it's it's I think the what you said was perfect is like your intention is everything so could you use your cards and ask something like with the intention to like I don't know, do something quote unquote bad or negative or whatever. Like, sure. But you can walk outside of your house and do that too. Yeah. Definitely. You know? So I think that's also um, like a good point as well is looking at um, how much self-healing most healers, most intuitives do mm. for themselves to really make sure that there isn't the, there's not my own stuff coming through when I'm telling somebody anything or where I'm trying to support them you know yeah that's a good point yeah well is there anything else that you'd like to bring up um I think we covered we covered a lot of ground here (laughs) did yeah we did well can you just tell everybody um I don't think you also mentioned your um your Facebook group which I know is really good and really helpful so if you could just tell them um, your private Facebook group, what the name is, what it's about, and then where they can find you elsewhere if anybody wants to connect with you. Sure. So um, you can join my free Facebook group. It is called Ladies of Abundance. And it is, I go in there and I do some business trainings. Um, You're able to ask business coaching questions. And then I also do card pulls and all of that as well. So um, it's just a space where you can connect with others it's meant to help you up level and manifest um, the the goal life that you are striving for. Um, and then you can also connect with me on Instagram at the real Sarah Dumas. And that's Sarah with an H. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of this conversation. Like I said, you know, I was like super excited and then also nervous because I was like, where is this conversation going to go? And yeah. I know it's a taboo subject and I really um, honor and appreciate your your willingness to be vulnerable and to have um, this conversation and, and to discuss your own experiences. Cause I, it's, it's not easy and I, it does get easier over time. I mean, I feel like this is both of us like hand in hand, kind of like embodying 
more of what we believe in and being true to ourselves. So I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you.